The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. Welcome to it. Great to be with you on a Thursday. It's Hale Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr is in. And hope you're all right. Plenty to get into. Schedules with the NFL. What do you think of the win total for Kansas City? Are you over or under 12 in this 17-game slate? So we'll get into that for the Chiefs. Thoughts on Nebraska football and sports betting momentarily. Not so fast. Uh, Nebraska, the good life, yes. Not for everyone, for sure. And uh, not a bet available to you, as uh, we know it. We'll get into that. Great to be with you. You can join us. Dial up 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. can find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. At Damon Barr, that's two R's, and email Chris at HaleVarsity.com. Also dive into the shot clock discussion for high school basketball, and uh, we'll hear from uh, Jeff Smith on that in about an hour 20. The Hall of Fame coach for Southeast, former Nebraska assistant, Gary Barnett with us. Get his take on what's happening in Northwestern as they are looking for a new AD. We'll talk to, to Coach Barnett as well about uh, some of the, the gambling aspects that are uh, well, that are there. So many different states have sports wagering capacity. Parker Gabriel's with us in about twenty minutes. Some Nebraska football thoughts, and uh, we are loaded up. And yes, Burke's best bets, Daddy Burke from Beeson Sports Network, with us uh, towards the end of the show to uh, go down some of his thoughts on over under win totals and some of the scheduling. So I want to start off with sports wagering. And just a little backstory for me is, yeah, I I like to bet and wasn't great at it in college. Uh, We had a a, a guy down the hall or we knew somebody that would keep book and never got into trouble where I had to sell the family trumpet or or just sell. You know, I didn't I didn't have to. I was I was never, you know, so far over my head that I had to uh, sell possessions work a 14th job to to make ends meet it was usually 50 bucks here or there and i picked the wrong time to to think miami was a good football program in the uh the, the 1996 season okay <laughs> so uh it is like what what stopped it what stopped my gambling and it was never out of control it was a game or two or maybe a three team parlay was I, my wife, girlfriend at the time, is like, where are we going to dinner tonight? I'm like, well, uh, sweetie, uh, Miami got punched in the face last weekend. They lost to East Carolina. We can't go to dinner. 
What? What? I I have to pay for dinner? Well, yeah, if you want to go somewhere. Otherwise, we can fire up some ramen and uh, and watch basketball. Needless to say, she's like, she threw a fit. Let's just leave it at that. So I haven't bet. I think the last game I bet was Nebraska-BYU. And that was the infamous Hail Mary game. So I was all good to go. Nebraska was going to win. BYU was going to cover. And then BYU got the outright win. Obviously, uh, the beginning to the Mike Riley era. And, and that was horrific. So... What's happening right now, you have mobile sports betting and betting on local college teams. That was stripped today from the Nebraska sports betting bill. And you've got some heated debate on this. Uh, You had had name-calling and finger-pointing and senators. Some are ticked off, and Senator Adam Moorfield hates this provision. So you can drive to Iowa, put a bet on Nebraska, and go watch the game. Or you can place a bet on your phone at the game, but you can't bet on Nebraska in Nebraska. It's illogical. I don't care if 13 states are doing it. We uh, What we have in this amendment is illogical, nonsensical, and it's what 13 states already allow. It makes no sense at all. Here's my question. And, and the, the reason that there's not going to be at least the amendment was was put forth is added pressure on student athletes they don't want you to be able to bet and you won't be able to bet on nebraska when nebraska's playing at home or you're not able to bet against nebraska while they're playing at home so the whole point of this is from expanded gambling games of chance and yes the sports book is to bring in extra revenue you've gone down that road you voted on it you're gonna have movement forward so soon you'll be able to put money down on nfl you'll be able to bet against iowa you'll be able to bet against or on wisconsin just not with nebraska and does that rub you wrong as a nebraska fan and listen a lot of my buddies and and the parents that we run with they 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 wager and they're good at it and they're not the type to just tell you about the wins but they'll also spend some time on, oh, man, I missed that game. But they don't. I mean, they're, it's, it's a legit side hustle for him. And, I mean, I'm air quoting legit, but soon it'll be okay where you can just jump on your phone versus driving to the bridge before you cross into Iowa and getting on your phone that way. So I saw a tweet here, and this was from Tyson, and this tweet pretty much nails it. When we, the people of Nebraska, voted to expand gambling in our state, we knew that that would include sports betting and betting on Nebraska. We voted for it. The legislature has failed to enact the will of the people. Uh, is there going to be a, short, uh, a court challenge coming? I hope so. This is stupid. This is just stupid. Uh, what you do have in Iowa, Iowa earlier, earlier adopted sports betting. We did, I don't know how many shows pre-COVID, uh, from the casinos there, and we had a great time. We were there for Monday Night Footballs, and it was just packed. Now, I know there's a downside where the old scene in Casino, where Joe Pesci's character threatens to kill a guy because he sent him and loaned him some money, and he gambled the money away at the blackjack table, and he couldn't turn the heat on for his family. You don't want to ever have that situation where there are social ills where Junior's college fund's been pissed away because 
you're uh, you're trying to, to to double or nothing on on the Detroit Thanksgiving game. <laughs> do so in moderation. Do so responsibly. And it's it's recreation. It's fun. It's it's something that's gone on. And you know the the point of this is you're going to have a hard time betting legally in Nebraska on Nebraska. And you as a, as a Nebraska fan, are you all right with that? Maybe it doesn't bother you because you don't bet. But Damon, jump in here. I mean, we know guys your age, my age. I mean, that's what they do. They want a little heat. They want a little juice on the game. And do you think it's idiotic or not to not be able to bet on Nebraska football in Nebraska? I think it is if you're going to have it. I, I understand that you don't want someone getting a hold of a college player and saying, hey, don't lose the game. But let's just let's just shave a little bit. I mean, that could happen, right? It has happened. We've talked to Michael Franzese a number of times on this show where you, you invite an athlete to a club and he drops an envelope with ten grand on the um, on the table. Don't lose the game. You just don't gotta win and cover the number. If you're gonna go forward and have gambling and sports betting and you're gonna take that money anyway hopefully to relieve property tax, you should be able to bet on Nebraska. I, I think it's just, all right, you can do all of it, but the, the one team, 1.9 million people in this state are most interested in. And you're going to be forced to either channel to your buddy that tends bar down the road where it's, it's not legal or you're going to continue to to bet games over in Iowa, and Iowa will get their ten percent. I feel like they're just willingly losing revenue with this. Like people will vote on Nebraska, and maybe that's their idea. They don't want to have everybody in the whole state voting on Nebraska, and then everybody in the whole state, you know, losing money. But it's it's more revenue if people can bet on Nebraska, and they're going to want to, and they're going to find other ways to do it. I wonder just what what. If you could if you could put an amount on on what losses would be, you're going to have twelve regular season games, and you're going to have games where Nebraska is is at home. That if you want to bet it, you'll <laughs> you could drive from Omaha over to Council Bluffs on your phone, hammer it, and then still get in time for your tailgate and then kickoff. I mean, it's going to happen. You might as well let it happen here. But if you need, in 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 reference to, to the votes, this provision had to happen in order to move forward or you don't get the ability to, to do app gambling or sports betting at all. So it's interesting. Another topic is the shot clock. As the National High School Board is like, look, we're good. Move forward. Let's do a shot clock. Local states have authority to uh, to do that. And now it's up to the NSAA to, uh, to have a couple of different votes and uh, put forth the option once there's enough votes to, to have a shot clock in high school sports. Uh, is it time? Yes, it's beyond time to have a 35-second shot clock. Uh, for high school sports. We'll get some thoughts from Jeff Smith, just how that will shake out. And, uh, you know, what's the cost going to be? 
uh, will this get passed? Will this be a reality here in in two seasons? Or is it going to take longer? Or will it be a quick turnaround time? Numbers to get in, 466-377-6800-825-5865. want to go to the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, they are still smarting from their Super Bowl loss to Tampa. But you had the unveiling of the NFL schedule last night. You had some leaks yesterday, but week one looks very tasty with Dallas at Tampa, Cleveland at Kansas City. Week four, Tom Brady returns to New England uh, for uh, the showdown with Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Uh, New England could be undefeated based on their schedule. The Cowboys, they have nine opponents that have had losing records last year. So Dallas, based on what happened last year could be a playoff team this year and uh, some over under numbers to look at how does it grab you speaking of gambling 12 does Kansas City get 12 wins this year and the the thought process is Kansas City is going to have a rebuild offensive line they're still going to have all their offensive toys but how fast of a start can Kansas City get off to because uh, five of their first seven teams are against playoff opponents. Their first two games, you host Cleveland, and then you're at Baltimore. Uh, Herbert and the Chargers roll in. You're at Philly, and then you have Buffalo. And, and then you, you take a road trip to, to Washington, and then you're at Tennessee. Things may lighten up, air quote, a little bit with New York and Green Bay, but then you're at Vegas, and then you're at Dallas. Uh, excuse me, you host Dallas. Uh, before the bye, and Kansas City's been able to put a, a lot of distance between themselves and everyone else. They've also won those games, but they don't get the meat of their AFC schedule, their their division schedule, until post-bye, where then they, they have three straight meetings with Denver, Vegas, and the Chargers. Then Pittsburgh sneaks in, and they round out with Cincinnati and Denver. Kansas City could be... I don't want to say sluggish, but they could be in their first five. They could be a three and two football team. They could be a two and three football team. And you've got new faces on that offensive line and and you're theoretically upgrading. But how soon does it gel? And it's going to take a little bit of, of time to adapt. But with Brown there at left tackle, I mean, you should be better. But how quickly do you get better? Other question I have, too, is, you know, who are you betting on to be Denver's quarterback? Who's behind center in donkey land? Is it Teddy? Is it Locke? Is it Aaron Rodgers? You know, we, we look at the percentage of money bet on who's going to the Super Bowl. Well, 23% of, of money is going on Tampa to repeat. But then about 7.5% of the dollars... They're there for Denver. So I don't know if if that's a sign that, yeah, Rodgers is going to end up in Denver or not. You heard the, the Sports Center update, at least locally, uh, with Amon Green. And his take is uh, either Aaron's in Green Bay or he's traded somewhere else. Amon Green does not believe, doesn't see uh, Aaron Rodgers retiring. So, plenty to get to on a Thursday. Gary Barnett's coming up. We'll spend some time talking Husker football with Parker Gabriel. 
We'll get a look-see at the Nebraska basketball schedule as the, uh, the, the conference slate has been released, which is good stuff, and some more uh, NFL ins and outs here with some uh, win totals and the over-under. Coming up this hour and next hour, still a chance for you to qualify for the ESPN Memorial Day kickoff when you hear the cue to call. Uh, be caller nine. We'll have Damon play that here at some point before five and, of course, before six. But what's up for grabs here as we'll do the drawing on uh, May 21st, the grill from Capital Patio and the Flame Shop. It's a Weber Spirit E210 gas grill. It's Capital Patio Rub with that. Also a brush, a $100 gift card to Campbell's Nursery and Garden Center and a $100 gift card to Leon's Gourmet Grocers, some meat for that grill. So listen for that cue to call. More thoughts on gambling on Nebraska and who made some headway this spring. Parker Gabriel next to Tail Varsity, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And we're back. Fellas, think we could listen to the radio? On Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Yes, that's awesome. Coming up here, Gary Barnett with this. Uh, talk some college football with the coach. We say hi to Parker Gabriel, Lincoln Journal star at Husker Extra PG is where you find him on Twitter. Parker, what's up? How are you? I'm doing well. How you doing, Schmitty? I'm good, man. I, I'm just a little perplexed here with this uh, amendment here to, to gambling with not being able to bet on, on Nebraska football games. And, and that's okay. I mean, I, I don't bet anymore. I laid the story out about how in college I picked the, young, the, the wrong year to back the Miami Hurricanes. And uh, <laughs> there were some Friday night date nights where, where Mama had to buy. So my, my wagering's uh, been put on the shelf, right? But, uh, yeah, that's, that's the fastest route to becoming a non-gambling man. <laughs> it is. You, you bet on the Canes when they were losing to East Carolina, you know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, It'll get you every time. It, it will. But do you have a, do you have a, uh, a take and a thought here? I, I guess I'm not surprised, but I, I people are going to bet on the Big Red one way or the other, whether you drive across the, the, the river still to do it or – you call your boy who knows a guy, right? I, I just, yeah. I don't know. What's, uh, what's your reaction to it? Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I mean, people are going to find a way, somehow, some way, somehow. That's not always a legitimate justification for everything, mm-hmm. um, that people are going to find a way to do it anyways. But, you know, I, I don't, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not, my knowledge of the different sets of, uh, laws and exceptions and limitations on this stuff is not uh, real sharp. My my impression is I think I've read this, so don't take this as gospel. Mm, sure. But I'm 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 relatively confident that I've seen some exemptions cut in in other states. Um, There's for been 13 different states that, around that campuses, it. Yeah. you know, like a city or a county or something mm. where you know maybe you can't. Uh, make or you can't make prop bets during games in Lincoln while Nebraska is playing. You know there are some things like that at the amateur level where, like, I I don't I don't know the full arguments on both sides, mm-hmm. but I do believe that that's part of some of the legislation in other states. So I'm not shocked to hear that there's some sort of limitation on you know Nebraska betting on Nebraska athletics being proposed. Uh, you know, there's always the the line between 
wanting to have to provide the service to the fullest extent you can. And then, you know, that there becomes an integrity conversation at some point too. I'm not up enough on gambling to know where that line falls, but I know that some other places have set the line on at being, you know, prop bets, in-game betting, Mm -hmm. uh, and in some cases not betting at all on a a school that's right in your backyard. And that's, that's not new. Yeah. There's several States that, that are saying no to that. And, you know, I, I'm unclear on if if Nebraska's on the road, then can you bet on them since they're not, you know, down the right. street? Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, I the way I understand it is you're just not going to be able to jump on your app and pull the trigger on uh, a, a second half over under or whether Nebraska wins or loses. So you'll have to, to, to plan accordingly. There's the rest of the Big Ten to feast on, though. So uh, it's better than, than nothing if, the, if you're a gambling enthusiast. Uh, I want to go to the, the, the Garth Brooks announcement, Parker, and uh, Memorial Stadium getting dusted off for a show for the first time since 87 uh, uh, when there's the fabulous uh, black and white photo of Willie Nelson and T.O. Uh, that <laughs> yeah. was there. <laughs> the, I wish I had a thought bubble with T.O.'s expression. You know, <laughs> what was he thinking of Willie and what kind of cologne was Willie wearing that day? Um a thought here is this. I think I f- know what scent Willie's cologne is. <laughs> I know. It was uh, Funyuns, right? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so, is this the first of, of maybe a, a tradition to start? Can you see Nebraska thinking about let's have a, a pre football concert kickoff party, not just this year, but for years to come? I mean, if it goes well with Garth, because you know. You know, so many uh, Nebraska fans love his music, and hey, it's going to be a party at Memorial before the season. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I could see it. Um, I don't. You know, I, it's going to be interesting though, because you've got to have a in order to in order to do that. You know, you've got to have a a, a a you know a performer where you know you're going to sell way more than you know the fifteen or eighteen thousand or however many you put in Pinnacle Bank Arena. So it would have to be a pretty big name. I do. I mean, I think that there's a pandemic element to this where Nebraska was looking for a way to juice the, um, you know, positive economic impact in, in Lincoln and around the stadium uh, earlier in the season. It's part of the reason why they explored the September 4th game um, and, and eventually moved one there. So, I, you know, but then again, like, hey, if it's, if it's eight to ten million in economic impact this this time, it'd be the same thing next year if you sell all those tickets again. So, I do think there's going to be interest in doing it again. The question will be, how does it go? Um, you know, how does the you know the 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 thing that you mentioned about '87? You know, one of our longtime sports writers, Kenny Hamilton, tells the story that that after uh, Farm Aid in '87. Tom Osborne was supposedly the legend is that he was out on the field for a week after the concert looking for uh, cigarette butts and cigarette burns on the turf, you know? So I think the field turf is pretty resilient, um, but football is going to want to make sure that it's not overly disruptive to their operation in the middle of camp. And if you check all those boxes this year during the, you know, it's sort of like an extra nod to the downtown businesses and the folks in the area, um, 
you know, hopefully coming out the, the backside of this pandemic, then maybe it's something that they'll be interested in going forward to. You want to see some footage of, of cigarette burns on said AstroTurf, pull up the 88 uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma game, and it's, it's, a, it's a monsoon in Norman. <laughs> and it was Switzer's last game, and Nebraska wins it. But yeah. Switzer and Oklahoma were knocking on the door at the end of the game to, to pull some Sooner magic, and Barry's on the sideline having a heater. <laughs> He's having a heater on the sideline. Yeah, that, was just another fourth, that was just another fourth quarter back in those days. Oh, right. And he's, and he's, he's, getting, he's having a heater, and he's putting the heater out at the end of the game. So uh, his, his last uh, ode to Owen Field was, was using it as an ashtray before he resigned. Nice. So, so uh, what's your lasting impression here of – the wide receiver room, the fact that all four 2019 recruits are now gone or the retooling that Nebraska's done to, to load that room up here for 2021? Yeah, it's a little bit of both, I think. You know, to me, like, it's interesting because the the last nails in the coffin of the 2019 receiver recruiting class obviously went in, you know, last weekend with Marion Houston and Jamie Nance. Um, both leaving the program, I thought. I thought we'll see. Like the, to me, the the miss rate in recruiting in eighteen and nineteen was probably most acutely felt last year. You know, and and, and to some degree in twenty nineteen too. Um, you know, they knew when the staff knew when they got here. You know, they had I think oh, maybe six scholarship receivers on the roster, and two of them were really good, Stan mm-hmm. and Stanley Morgan and, and J.D. Spielman. And then the other ones were McQuitty, who at that point was coming off the injury, Keon Williams, uh, whose dad was no longer the wide receivers coach and probably wasn't going to stick around anyways. So they were really thin. Um, and so they, they had to build it up. And the first round of building it up really didn't work. You know, I mean, Wandale was a good player, but – Besides that, they didn't have any difference makers in the first, you know, dozen or so receivers that they brought in here. Those guys have largely cleared out. I thought at times in 2019 and then more acutely in 2020, that's where you felt the impact of of the lack of production from those classes. And now the sort of second rebuild of the Frost era at wide receiver, um, you know, it's never complete, but they've got it in a spot where they like it now. And they've done it in a lot of different ways. I mean, think about, at the in the spring game, the, the top three were uh, Ture, Oliver Martin, Samari Ture, Oliver Martin, Omar Manning. All of those guys are transfers of sort of different ilks. Oliver Martin, a Division One transfer from Iowa, Omar Manning, a junior college transfer, and Samari Ture, uh, you know, a graduate transfer from an FCS program. So, you know, transfer receivers over the last twelve months from three different uh, levels of college football plus the influx of high school kids and all that, I mean, that's really where uh, the turnaround is going to come from. You know, you've got really one holdover guy in that room um, from not just uh, the Frost regime, but before 2020, and that's why I leave her. He's turned himself into a rotation guy. But other than that, yeah, it's been it's been not only a rebuild, but a second stab at a rebuild for, for Frost and the staff. Well, and it's, uh, it's a trickle-down domino deal, too, with – your offensive production, downfield it's, shots, edge perimeter blocking for your run game, and just 
<laughs> respecting the receiving core so you're not loading the box and, and stuffing a run game. So it's vitally important. Parker Gabriel's with us, Lincoln Journal star. Parker, about 90 seconds here. Uh, what's what's your uh, – do you have an update at all on, on M.J. Morris, a uh, talented kid out of Atlanta? You know, where's Nebraska at for their 2022 quarterback search? Yeah, it's a really interesting situation. You know, Morris is the only guy of the of the four maybe that they have still sort of like that you, you sort of think are top of the board type guys. Morris, uh, Richard Torres from Texas, uh, A.J. Bianco, who's all the way out in Honolulu, and then Connor Harrell, who's in Alabama. Um, you know, Morris is the only one who's been to campus. Um, thought he might make a decision by mid-May, sounding maybe more like the end of May now. Um, Richard Torres has an official set for the first weekend of June. So it's going to be a pretty tight call uh, there at the end of the month. It's getting interesting. Their policy, Nebraska's policy, has always been that, you know, the guys they offer at quarterbacks, they'll take a commitment from at any time. So to me, the big question now is if MJ Morris makes a decision uh, before that first official visit weekend in June, um, you know, if he does and he picks Nebraska, hey, you know, he's in the door. Uh, if he doesn't or if he picks somewhere else, uh, that cracks the door open for, for Richard Torres pretty wide coming up to Lincoln uh, the first weekend of June. Real quick, do you have a, a lean or a feel? What, what are the tea leaves telling you with Morris? Yeah, I really don't. It's mm-hmm. going to be close. I mean, uh, you know, NC State's done a nice job recruiting him. Um, and then Georgia Tech, I think, is a big player. It's, it's right, you know, it's in Atlanta, mm-hmm. hometown team. Uh, had a chance to get familiar with them, uh, but man, he he really raved to me about his his time here in Lincoln and and what he could do or thought he could do in that offense. And so um, it's going to be close. I really don't have a good feel on which way he may or may not be leaning. Parker Gabriel, Parker, thanks for the time. Great to chat with you. Appreciate you jumping in. Yep, have a good one. You too, Parker Gabriel with us, Lincoln Journal Star. And Ed Husker, Extra PG. Good thoughts on the quarterback. We'll dive into some recruiting next. Chime in, 402-466-ESPN, or email the show, chris at hailvarsity.com. Just try me. Try me. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. Good stuff. Going to want to check that out from Parker Gabriel. It's up on ESPN Lincoln Twitter's handle. The podcast will have it as well. Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. And, you know, let's dive into the quarterback discussion here. And uh, Parker, of course, caught up with MJ Morris. Greg Smith's talked with him as well. And uh, just a a really high-level, talented quarterback that Nebraska wants to land. And you look at the kind of the big board of quarterbacks, you'd have to imagine that Morris is is tops on that list. And uh, Torres also has seen his stock rise a bit. So... You know what what happens next if if the announcement's been delayed, and it has. You know, mid May was kind of the projection. Things are easing up just a touch. Uh, I'm being uh, highly sarcastic with that. You're going to have more and more travel opportunity. Clearly, with mask mandates and the CDC and, and easing of. Of, of travel, assuming you've been vaccinated, that's all great news, especially for uh, what the NCAA has moved forward with with June official visits. So Nebraska, we need to ask the question if they're the the team to beat, 
And when you listen to some of the recruiting experts out there, um, I, I don't know if, if Nebraska is the, the team to beat. And I say that because you had a great time at the spring game. You were wowed at the spring game per your social media posts. And listen, I don't, it'd be great for Nebraska if they get MJ Morris. And if he chooses Georgia Tech or Tim Beck in North Carolina State, whatever, man. Good for you. Go to where you feel best and you think you're you're the better fit. Honestly, I don't I don't care where a kid goes as long as they're happy, they get a great education, and they have a, a great career. I, that that's that's all I care about. If I would put and this ain't gonna happen, put Junior in their shoes, right? But the thing with Nebraska here. Uh, and MJ Morris, excellent visit, loves Nebraska. I, I think the vicinity to Georgia Tech and his relationship there is very real. I think the family connection to to Shard Choice, there's a blast from the NFL past at Georgia Tech, is very strong. I think that's difficult. Florida State was where he wanted to end up. And he was clearly number three on their list, or or he couldn't make his mind up. Or Florida State had two better options on their board. So this experience at Nebraska is great. You got to get him here again for an official. And if you're Nebraska, what do you do if you have Torres and some of these other quarterbacks make an official visit, but Morris yet? hasn't do you still stay patient for the top guy on your board while hoping not to lose Torres if your plans to just take one quarterback and that what from what Parker said that option's a committable offer and you've got four names for one spot if you love Morris if you're Nebraska and you think he's absolutely a clear-cut top dog top on your board let's cement a quarterback commit here for 2022 I think you've you've got to keep that open and tell your other quarterbacks that now what's the upside with Torres what's the reality with Torres as his stock continues to rise Um, I don't think it's a slam dunk I do think the fact that he came up for an unofficial on his own dime to, to, to be wowed during the spring games, great. But if you're Nebraska, you just got to be patient with the kid at quarterback. And if you think Morris is the best, and I, I don't have inside info that they like Morris the best, but I, I'm doing my own math on that. I think you wait to get the yes from him. Now, looking bigger picture-wise... I think Nebraska, while we kind of stress and worry if you're a Nebraska fan about the backup spot behind Adrian in the short term, I think long term, I think you're all right with Harburg. I mean, I think Harburg can turn into one hell of a ball player, and he's already got incredible tools now. And then as you stack things, you've got Mooney, the the kid out of Louisiana that looks fantastic. He's a 2023 kid. But if you can get Morris... And start working and doing some development on him. 
That'd be that'd be outstanding. Time will tell if you can get him up here for an official in June. I thought that that was kind of in in ink, but I know Torres is is absolutely the guy that they're uh, planning on for sure that first part of June. It'd be great if if Morris was there, but you gotta gotta be patient with it. And I I don't know where you know I've seen some some predictions from the the national folks at rivals in 24 7 where they think morris is is right there for nebraska great but i just i'd be careful about georgia tech and then tim beck you know nebraska fans can can freak out about tim beck but he's had some pretty high profile jobs and his offense with the right guy pulling the trigger was pretty incredible and nebraska's averaging a hell of a lot of points with t-magic and that back offense. Numbers to get in, 466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. From a recruiting standpoint, though, that's a, a big domino to fall for Nebraska 2021. Can they and uh, will they get uh, get their quarterback here in, in short term? You know, the the thought is is it's Nebraska, Georgia Tech, and kind of in that third place is NC State. Do you um, do you take the first uh, yes you get is <laughs> is my question. Depending on the situation, right? It, at 2 a.m. at the bar back in the day, absolutely. If you're of clear mind and that isn't uh, attractive to you, no, you, you hold out. Damon, What's what's been your rule of thumb? You, you know, it's a, sort of a first come, first serve so you're not sort, picky. Of, sort of deal over here. You're a, you're a, you're a yes ma'am, pre-finding Mrs. Damon Barr, of course, right? Yeah, pre-find, pre-finding her, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, the offense needs a guy that can make it happen. You've got uh, Morris, you've got Torres, you got Adrian, and then there's Harburg and Smothers, of course. We'll see where things shake out. But the fact that it's been delayed, typically that's okay for Nebraska. All right, we'll uh, get you qualified here shortly for the ESPN Memorial Day kickoff, the grill. From Capital Patio, the gift card to Campbell's, the gift card to Leon's. When you hear the sounder, Gary Barnett's 15 minutes away. We'll talk shot clock in high school sports with Coach Jeff Smith. Burke's best bets on the way. It's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now. Back to Hale Varsity Radio. One final time this hour, it's Hale Varsity presented by the Nebraska Lottery. So Ohio State is uh, banning a massage therapist for inappropriate behavior targeting the football team. You have an independent massage therapist been barred from the Ohio State campus and from having any interaction with Ohio State Athletics members after an independent investigation found she'd engaged in inappropriate and exploitive behavior, targeting members of the Buckeye football team. This is a little bit more 
dare I say, risque than Tattoo Gate. So, yeah, Ohio State released a statement and full report on the investigation, concluding that the massage therapist had no affiliation with the university or its athletic athletics department. And the school doesn't believe that any NCAA rules were violated. We'll get on that. Uh, what's uh, improper benefits under the NCAA rule when it comes to massage therapy, Damon? But the massage therapist, a 41-year-old woman who lives uh, roughly two hours north of campus, got her license in 09, claims to have had clients in the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, and college football. So a complaint was filed on March 14th with the state medical board that an alleged a, that alleged a female licensed massage therapist was offering free therapeutic massages to members of the football team. Uh, she had been using the massages, massages uh, as a, a means to initiate <clears throat> sexual interactions with some of the football student athletes and then demanded payment according to the investigative report. Note to self, background check on your uh, massage therapists. Yeah? Is that okay? So good for Ohio State getting out in front of this. Good on Ohio State for not letting this thing, well, we'll just leave it there. Let's take your phone call now. Caller 9-466-3776-466-3776-800-825-5865. Caller 9 now qualifies for the ESPN Memorial Day kickoff. Your chance at the grill from Weber. Your friends at Capitol Patio and the Flame Shop with the hook up there for the grill. Campbell's Nursery and Garden Center. Get that backyard spruced up. A $100 gift card from Campbell's and meat for your grill. $100 gift card to Leon's Gourmet Grocer. If you're caller nine right now, you qualify a week from tomorrow. We'll get that drawing handled for you the 21st of May. We will find a winner for the grill, the gift card to Campbell's, the gift card to Leon's. But uh, got to get in. Caller 9 right now, 466-3776-800-825-5865. Also, can log on, qualify, ESPNLincoln.com is uh, one way to qualify as well. But Caller 9, Damon will take that uh, ninth caller. We'll throw it in the box. And uh, we'll do the drawing here on May 21st. All the way next hour, we'll check in with Jeff Smith, Hall of Fame basketball coach. How soon and when does Nebraska move to a shot clock for high school basketball now that the National High School Governing Board says, all right, states, it's up to you. Gary Barnett is next. His take on a myriad of college football things. Danny Burke, Burke's best bets on the NFL, hour two on the way with Hale Varsity. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmitz underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmitz. 
Back to you, Tower 2. It's Hale Bar City Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. Chris Schmidt, Damon Barr. Find us on Twitter at Schmidt underscore radio. At Damon Barr, that's two R's. We welcome in the coach, Hall of Famer with Colorado and Northwestern, Gary Barnett with us. Coach, how's your Thursday? Thanks for the time. There's a lot going on today, Chris. I can tell you that, and I'm right in the middle of it, but uh, it's going okay. So what's all going on, man? What's what's keeping you busy? Is it golf? Are you burning your mask? I mean, what's uh, what's happening? Well, so uh, I decide I'm going to sell my car, right? So I, I go down to a couple of dealers, get my offer. I accept one, so I'm turning it in today. So I'm hurrying up trying to get to the dealership because the foursome in front of me was late. Oh, no. So rock it's Rock hits my car window oh, all no. the way down to sell my car and put the crack all the way across it. So now I got to get a hold of. I was about to call my insurance guy and say, "Drop this coverage now." Just sold the car. Well, now I got to say, uh, "Not so fast." I, I need now. I need a coverage on a windshield and have it replaced. So I'm doing that all and trying to work around uh, our phone call here, but we're getting it done, and it's going to be fine. But that's my life right now, one thing after another. So let, let me ask, what what, uh, what vehicle are you selling right now? Well, I'm telling you, I, I have a car that if anybody in Phoenix from that's Nebraska guy wants to buy this car. It's a 60, 1916, excuse me, 2016 Mustang Black. GT, all black accent with red and black interior, red fitting, new tires, new battery, 15,000 miles on it, 465 horsepower, uh, paddle shifts, and it it can honk. So it's going to be at Mark Kia dealership. <laughs> so so uh, convertible? Yeah, convertible. And you got that... that you, with a, you got that Husker that's red on the interior. Absolutely. Red <laughs> stitching, and it's got a ceramic coating on it. It's just, it's, I'm looking at it right now, and my heart is breaking, but just decided it was the right thing to do. So who who whacked your windshield? I don't even know. No, man. You never know. I mean, I don't know. but uh, And it's going to have a new windshield, by the way. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, this is the way it was. Man, improvise just well. Good luck with uh, with with the, the the sale. Actually, better luck with the with the windshield replacement. Man, I mean, this is this is some pitch. I mean, I, I haven't talked checked with my wife yet, but we got a three stall garage, so you know, uh, I, I my mother just got back from Phoenix. Otherwise, I'd, I'd have her go check it out now. Uh, hey, black wheels, nineteen inch wheels. Ooh. I mean, it, it, you can't get anything hotter than this thing. So. Uh, this is your automobile. Uh, I love it. Uh, Gary Barnett's with us. So I want to shift to recruiting real quick. And, Coach, what was your policy when it came to evaluating quarterbacks? How many times at a minimum would you want to see a kid? And did you ever take a kid without seeing him throw? No. I would never take a kid without seeing him. Now, um in person, no, I did take a couple of kids without seeing them in person because back then we weren't, we didn't have access to as much many camps and mm-hmm. that sort of things as they have now. But I saw it all on tape. Um, but I always wanted to see the most important thing for me was not a highlight film, 
but an entire game film because I want to see how he responds to um, different scenarios, ups and downs, uh, tight windows, um, you know, whether he throws a pick, what's he, how's he come back from it. Uh, and the stat that was really important to me was touchdowns to interceptions. And uh, guys who, who made good decisions and flew and threw fewer interceptions probably um, was more disciplined and, and probably made more good decisions than, than everything else. But I uh, definitely wanted to see a full regular game tape. Uh, I'd rather see that really than a highlight tape. Were there instances where you had you had your board, you have a guy you like best based on film, but maybe you didn't you didn't get a chance to see him in person versus somebody you saw in person that was second on your board? Did you and I hate the word settle, but did you ever go with a kid you saw in person and film versus just the film? Or how did you how did you how did you navigate that situation if it happened? Well, we. We had a couple of factors that would figure in there. It wasn't just uh, seeing him in person or not seeing him in person, although, and that was one of the criteria, but it was, that was not, not as big as some others. You know, the other was recruitability. Mm-hmm. The other was fit. Um, the, uh, the other thing in some cases was in-state versus out-of-state. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big deal to me. If I had two kids that were exactly the same, and one of them was in state. Um, I might, I might choose to go with him. The issue with in state players is always you have more information about in state players than you do out of state players. So you don't know all the information on out of state players like you do know a lot. You do have a lot of information on in state players. So that that one you had to weigh a little bit and figure out just what was the right thing to do. But it was it was a bunch of factors and. Um, and they all played in there, and, you know, you sort of went down the list, and if they were tied, then maybe you used a kid that you saw in person. But it can also have to do with grades. can have to do with, um, you know, how he deported himself in the school. So it could come down to any of those things. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio, and uh, we, too, can get you uh, contact with Coach Gary Barnett if you want a what 2016 black convertible mustang with husker red on the interior oh yeah and husker highlights uh, everything's black but it's got a few red dots and a few little things like the 5.0 it's got a red dot on the you know on the five point it's got a a red point so it's pretty cool there's no uh 6236 bumper sticker on that thing i removed it so it (laughs) it won't be on <laughs> but I can get you another one. If no, you want. I, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Uh, really, really uh, intriguing story from my friend Mitch Sherman with the Athletic, and his story came out. Uh, I think it was Tuesday on the the Nebraska Colorado game, Coach. And we've touched on on that ball game before. But did you just have a sense that your team was was beyond ready uh, leading into that ball game? No, not beyond ready. But okay. Ready. Um, and, you know, George, George Darlington made a point in that article that, you know, they had uh, really probably upon his decision changed and, and went with a bigger 
an, another big guy up front rather than a linebacker, and in the end that cost him. And he's exactly right because they did not have the flow in that defense at the second level that they normally did, and that's why the holes were as big as they were. George was on with us, I think it was, yeah, he was on with us Tuesday, and, and he was, yeah, he said that we were worried about the, the size of the Colorado offensive line, and, and, and they, they made that switch. And uh, what, was, what was the mood going into that, that ball game based on the memories and the memories of the last several matchups between Nebraska-Colorado I mean, they were they were end of game moments where Nebraska won either in overtime or at the last second. I mean, they were they were one score ball games. They were, and Mitch asked me that question, and I, I told him what I'll tell you, and that is basically, you know, we didn't put a whole lot into those games. We didn't think about that. We just wanted to win this football game, and we wanted to play. Uh, we wanted to win that game at that time, mm-hmm. and uh, what had happened the last two years had had very little, at least in the coaches' piece of it, uh, as to what went on. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, how did you navigate the the moment at your banquet? And I invite, I, I ask you to read Mitch's story, a great piece in The Athletic on the Nebraska-Colorado game, really a tough one for for Nebraska fans, obviously, but you know, if if the effects are still felt today is the question mark. But you had to tell your team, you got a phone call, what, in the middle of your team banquet about where you were going to go, whether you're playing for the national title or you're headed uh, off to the Fiesta Bowl or how things were going to shake out BCS-wise. And, man, that, that had to be a hard situation for you uh, as far as the emotion because, you I mean, you want to play for, for titles and you got the info and had to break the news that you weren't going to get the shot. Well, I like I said in that article, Chris. I was a, I was a systems guy, and a, you know that's how we had all decided to go into it. That's the decisions. Who there was a vote. Who got to play in it? Who didn't? And at that time, there was no uh, nothing that said you had to be a conference champion. And so we knew going in that that could happen. We knew we'd lost the game in the first game against Fresno. We knew we'd hung ourselves out a little bit there, and we were just relying on on people, uh, you know overlooking that loss, which you, you can't do. And, but so I, all I could do is say, this is, it is, this is it. You know, we all agree to this thing, and that's the way it is, and off we go. And, and uh, you know, I didn't try to make an issue of it. But it the whole place went quiet when I said we're going to play in the Fiesta Bowl versus uh, Oregon and that Nebraska was going to play in the national championship game. So, you know, we just tried to go on from there. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, a thought on concerts and football stadiums. Nebraska's going to have Garth Brooks to, to kick things off in the middle of August. Uh, first concert since 87 Farm Aid in Lincoln. And there's a classic picture of Willie Nelson and Tom Osborne. Tom's facial expression was was pretty good in that that black and white photo so i'm not sure what type of cologne willie was wearing that day but it uh it, 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 it's it's funny well, did you have a stance one way or the other because i know Folsom's had a lot of shows did it did it make you nervous at all or did you care well the only reason it made it I, we didn't have but one show when i was there but the biggest problem was 
that it was a grass field. And so what happens to a grass field after a concert is a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've got an artificial surface like you guys have, it's not an issue. And, and it's, it's not an issue to the coach. It's, you know, it's, you only use that place six times a year or seven times a year, maybe eight with the spring game. And, but, you know, it, it needs to be used as a public facility and, and take advantage of the fact that you have it. So I think the grass was the only issue we had is we always had uh, some damage to the grass. All right, real quick before we let you go sell your, your Mustang, and this sounds like a butte. Uh, Northwestern, what, where do they go now for their athletic director spot? Because the, uh, the AD that was there ended up resigning, and he's right. part of a lawsuit. And, and what's, what's the best direction now for Northwestern? I know they have an interim uh, part of their, uh, their academic faculty uh, kind of minding shop right now. Well, I just hope Northwestern will just go do what they need to do, not not what they should do, not what everybody else is telling them they should do. They need to do and be Northwestern. Go be who they are, do what they do, and make, they make the decision. Don't let some columnist make the decision for you or somebody telling you who you should hire and who you shouldn't hire. You know, I, I, I hate to see them cave to that. I don't think they will, but uh, – don't cave to public opinion. Could could a guy like Fitzy pull off both, or is that too difficult in today's day and age? No, he couldn't do that. I mean, no, it's too difficult. You don't want to do that anyway. Okay. So. Okay. Well, was it something he'd, he'd take and, and retire from coaching, or is he not ready to do that yet, do you think? No, I, I don't think he did. That's a thankless job. Nobody wants that job. So. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Bardet, coach, how'd you shoot today? Last thought. Uh, you know what? I, I doubled eighteen, so oh. I you know shot eighty three. So, but it was okay. Okay. Well, good luck on the car sale. Better luck on the windshield, and and shoot me a pic of the the Mustang if you could. Um. Yeah, I will. I, I'll I'll show you. I'll send you a pic. I'll take it right now. Okay. So. Okay. Coach, take All care. Right, Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. There he is, Gary Barnett, trying to sell a car, trying to fix a windshield. And I love this stuff on the quarterback recruiting was really good. So if you just caught part of Gary Barnett, check the entire interview out at ESPNLincoln.com. The on-demand section, of course, uh, ESPN Lincoln Twitter will have the full uh, up, uh, interview posted up there as well. And uh, we'll get into the shot clock discussion. Is it time in Nebraska for a high school basketball shot clock? Uh, the opportunities there for 2022-2023 if uh, the uh, the initial round of voting. It's up to the NSAA, and then some board uh, members have to vote on it. But we'll get Jeff Smith's take on things a long time uh, excellent high school coach, Hall of Famer at Southeast, former assistant at Nebraska under Danny Knee. So I think Mustangs are sweet. I think uh, what Coach Barnett's, he just sent me the picture now. And, you know, I don't see the crack in the windshield. This must be a, a stock photo, but it's convertible black on black. And we slightly declined the uh, 6236 bumper sticker. Just saying. All right. Good stuff from Coach Barnett. 
Jeff Smith on the way. Danny Burke, the over-unders on some NFL win totals for teams. Hale Varsity continues presented by the Nebraska Lottery. And now. And now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Gary Barnett uh, and talking some college ball with us. And Damon, are you uh, are you posting that Mustang picture? Yeah, I'll get that on there. So Gary Barnett's 19, uh, 19, 2016 uh, Mustang GT. He wasn't messing around when he said black on black with Husker red. He's making a run, and that's his lock to get a, a big-time chip in the windshield after he tries to cancel insurance. Wow. Uh, we welcome in Hall of Fame coach, a uh, longtime uh, head coach for Lincoln Southeast and assistant with Danny D in Nebraska basketball, Jeff Smith, with us to talk some hoops. Coach, how we doing? Fantastic. How you doing, Schmitty? I'm good, man. Are you? Uh, we just talked to Coach Barney, and and he uh, he doubled the uh, the 18th today. Did you get any golf in? You know, I'm I, I went to the range early this morning, and then I'm painting my house. Believe it or not, that's, that was on the retirement list. So getting that done. <laughs> well, you uh, you know what type of handyman I am, and uh, that's why there was no phone call. So <laughs> I, I'm glad you're uh, you're getting the uh, the old painting done, Coach. What do you think here about uh, the opportunity for a shot clock? You have the national. High school governing board is given states and the uh, the the different state NSAA type organizations, state associations, the ability to uh, adopt or pass on on a shot clock. Here, I know that it's not just a simple yes or no. There's a legislative process that's uh, got to be requested by a member school. Then there's two rounds of district voting. Kind of lay out if you can a uh, timeline B result. Do you think this is something boys and girls basketball wants and is ready for? I think it's something that the coaches want, most coaches want. I'm not sure about administrators. I think timeline-wise, I, I think the SAA is definitely going to entertain it, probably do some questionnaires. Mm-hmm. Um, the board will be involved heavily, the NSA board. Um, they'll, they'll question coaches, ADs. Um, I think I, I would really like to see them do a, maybe an experimental year where if, it, where if they're doing the Metro Tournament in Ralston Arena and the equipment's already there, um, they're out at the Heartland, uh, the Heartland Tournament out in Grand Island, the equipment's already there, that they go ahead and give that a shot and, and kind of have somebody from NSA to evaluate. Um, I think it could be a good thing. But you think about you, you put your administrator's hat on, and you start thinking, all right, is this going to be varsity only, or is this going to be JV that plays at another gym, or a freshman that plays at another gym all the time? we got to put it in multiple gyms because they're going to want to practice with it. Um, then you got to then you got to hire an operator, $35 a night, maybe two games, 17 bucks an hour, whatever that would be, every game. And, and that's about all they can do. They can't do, you know, score clock and, and shot clock at the same time. So you put your administrator's hat on. That's there's a lot to it. Um, you put your coach's hat on. Um, I think the good teams are going to love it, and the teams that don't have as much talent that year are going to sometimes dislike it. Um, is the intent to speed up the game, or is the intent to just stop um, stop stalling at the end of games um, to make it more you know a little more entertaining? Um, there's lots to think about with it. Jeff Smith is with us, Hale Varsity Radio. We're talking shot clocks for high school basketball. 
from a cost standpoint, I mean, there you know, you look at uh, Memorial, uh, Memorial PBA, and you look at Ralston, and you look at some of the different venues. They have the the shot clock already, so when you get to some of the tournaments, that that makes a, a lot of sense because there are some of the bigger venues for your championship Saturdays or your state playoffs. It, it's there, but from a cost standpoint, I mean, what's what's that going to run? budget-wise to your athletic department, uh, and, and do, you, do you cap it off for just Class A and B? Is it a statewide thing? Can you get some sort of grant or fundraiser going? I mean, how do you, how do you pay for all of it? That, that's a great question. I, you know, the one-time equipment cost, I think, I think they can absorb. I think athletic departments most can absorb that, um, but maybe Booster Club helps pay for that. You know, that's kind of how they do things sometimes. I'd, I'd be more concerned about the, you know, the operator. Um, mm-hmm. You got to know what you're doing. I think, you know, if you do a high school one, you're probably talking. I think they said a, a minimum of 35 seconds. I think it said, mm-hmm. but I, I was always thinking 35, 40 seconds. If you're Miller North playing Bell West, you're not going to use that thing. Um, you know, and I always felt like at the end of games, if you're protecting a lead, if you're trying to protect for. 30, 30, more than 30 seconds, most time you turn it over. Even your good teams, you know, you're, you're try, you, teams know you're trying to just hold the ball. They get more aggressive. You turn it over. So I don't know how much that, in some, in some instances, the shot clock's, clock's not going to be that big of a factor. Now, I almost called Coach Weeks. You know, he plays a very controlled style of basketball to see what he would say about it. He, he, you know, a guy like the way they play, they might not like it that much. And, and um, be very much against it. Well, that's, you know, what what spurred this on? And you had just a, an incredible postseason. It was great to have some normalcy, more normalcy, obviously, than, than two state tournaments ago with the pandemic. But you also had some, uh, some stall tactics that were invoked, and I think uh, the, the Class B specifically, and I'm not criticizing, do whatever you need to do to win, what your kids are good at and what they're comfortable with, but uh, just from a from an aesthetic standpoint, it was it was tough to to watch at some points, despite being able to hang a banner. Right? I mean, the end games, the end goals to to get a championship, but you, that was that was a little difficult. Now, in Class A, you had a situation where you're right. You had uh, Bell West and Miller North. I mean, the track shoes were on. And it was it was fantastic, and and you know to Beatrice's credit, they were able to to execute uh, in some key moments uh, in the fourth quarter uh, with with you know where they kind of isolate and then and then go after a few seconds uh, ticked off. But so different strokes for different folks. But man, there was a lot of complaining in some corners with just how how slowed the how slowed down the pace became, and uh, maybe this maybe this is a way to kickstart it. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of the thought process. I think from a coaching standpoint, it would be a lot of fun because you have a lot more strategies involved. You're, you're, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to come up with a lot of sets to run or, or ISOs to run uh, when you're getting down to 10 seconds on the shot clock. You, you might have people you know, soft press a little bit more because you want to run eight seconds off the shot clock before they even get in the half-court possession. It might it might prompt more zone being played because zones usually take a little longer to break down. Um, it'd be it'd be really interesting, but it's it, it'd be fun to see the strategy. I, you know, I love the two for ones that the NBA does. I don't know why college doesn't do that a little bit more, but 
Um, I, I think if I was a college coach and doing that, I, I would have an automatic that if it's 45 seconds that you got to, you know, you're going to shoot within 10 because then you're going to get it back on the shot clock. I think that'd be interesting um, to, to to see what would happen with high school too, and I'd like to see college do a little more of that too. Jim, um, but go ahead. No, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead, coach. Finish your thought. Sorry about that. No, uh, I lost it. <laughs> Jeff Smith is with us on Hale Varsity Radio. So the, the strategy part, when it comes to getting kids ready for, for that next level, uh, your thought, did you ever run across an instance where it was tough for, for a player to get used to a shot clock or fit into an offense, uh, make that jump because they're going to a situation where there's, there is now a shot clock? Yeah, and you, you got my thought back for me, too. I was going to say, I, I like to see the game come together. I like, In fact, I'd like to see college, go, college men go to four quarters like the NBA and like international, like the women did, like high school is. I would like, that's, why, that's another reason I'm in favor of the shot clock. I would like to see it all kind of – now, it doesn't need to be as short. You know, NBA 24, college 30, that's fine. Maybe high school 35, 40. But I think it would help conditioning the athletes the the basketball players but i never had a recruit come back i never had matt hill or nick ball those guys come back and say man that shot clock really you know really is different you know it it never happened so i think it's an easy adjustment that they practice with it all the time you know the first two months uh, before the season starts and, and they adjust pretty quickly and Again, how many times do we see a shot clock go off in in the college game? It's just not that often. No, they'll get a shot off. The quality of shot selection is is another discussion point, but you're hoping your offense will get a a cleaner, more open look. Before we let you go, Jeff Smith with us, Hall of Fame coach, Lincoln Southeast, former assistant at Nebraska, uh, here with us on Hale Varsity Radio. What's the expectation meter like for you as you watch this roster come together for Nebraska basketball? Of course, uh, the Big Ten releasing the, the conference schedule today, and Nebraska has has some challenges but also has some opportunity here. Uh, the excitement's kind of building up here, Coach, for, for uh, year three for the mayor. Yeah, it is Kool-Aid season, but, you know, I'm drinking a little bit of it because you look <laughs> at that roster and you got you got more length. You got length and athletic ability. I think um, you got a lot of pieces there. I, I hope they can uh, keep them all happy. But over the over the long haul, of the season and injuries and all that, I think they've got it. They've got they did a nice job. And and we haven't seen the new guys yet, but just they retained the key guys. I think um, that they needed to. And um, you know they they've got a late point guard. Hopefully he's kind of a you know has some pure point guard skills. Really neat to see K State on the schedule. I'd I'd love to you know love it when we go back and play some of those big closer Big Twelve schools. It'd be nice to get Iowa State on there. But I, you know, I'm excited. I'm not trying to drink too much of it. It's just like football. You can't get too excited until you see the product on the court. Um, but they've definitely upgraded length and and I think athletic ability. Hopefully it's key, shooting. It's key. <laughs> well, yeah, shooting will be nice in about a minute here, Coach. Just from a point guard standpoint, the guys on the roster, and I'm talking Banton, and I'm talking McGowan's, and 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 Kobe Webster, they can they continue their development. I mean, there's not a ceiling that's been hit, is there, with their their ball handling? Oh, oh there's no doubt they can. They, I thought McGowan's improved quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Trey McGowan's improved quite a bit at point guard during this season. 
And if he continues to play that, there's no doubt he can improve a great deal. You know, you see some of those athletes from college go in the NBA and actually turn themselves into, you know, good shooters two or three years down the road. These guys can, these guys can definitely improve uh, a lot, and especially the guys that hadn't played in the Big Ten. You get in the Big Ten for a year, you, you go to work in the gym knowing what you're going to see, the kind of defense you're going to see. Maybe you've got to get your shot off a whole second quicker from the catch. You know, maybe, maybe you've got to learn to be shot ready. Maybe, maybe your ball handling's got to improve so you can beat people off the dribble and not get pressured so much. There's so much, so much improvement that these guys can make in the offseason, and especially the guys that have, have been through the war once. Um, let's see how, how motivated they are to improve. And these new guys coming in, it's going to be a little bit of a shock how good the Big Ten is. I hear you there. That'll be uh, outstanding. Coach Jeff Smith with his son, Hale Varsity. Coach, uh, enjoy the, the rest of your painting, and uh, thanks for a few yeah. minutes today. And I vote for you, too, next year for the concert if we're going to do a yearly. Boom. Yeah, let's get Bono in. I'd love that. <laughs> Coach, right. thanks so much. <laughs> All right, Schmitty. Back in, it's Hale Varsity Radio, presented by the Nebraska Lottery. We say hi to Danny Burke, the pride of Chicago. Burke's best bets every Thursday. Danny, of course, his show Rush Hour with the VEASAN Sports Network. And you find Danny on Twitter at DannyBurke5. Pride of Chicago, how are you? I'm doing good. You know, we're far away from the football season, but with the schedule release, a lot to look forward to and talk about, especially with the future season win totals and whatnot. So uh, a lot of exciting times ahead of us and potentially for you guys out in Nebraska with some sports betting stuff, too. Yep, and uh, we'll start there. This from the Associated Press. Of course, state senators okaying uh, betting. You had uh, lawmakers make a tweak with the gambling regulation bill today, and uh, they're going to allow sports betting, but they're going to exclude the home games of in-state teams. Uh, They did so in an effort to pick up enough supportive votes. So Nebraska, not everybody, but a lot of powerful faces and voices have been anti-gambling for a lot of years in Nebraska, but casinos are here. And uh, it, it's going to be fantastic with uh, a number of sports books. Daddy, you just won't be able to bet on or against Nebraska when they're kicking off at Memorial Stadium. What kind of financial drain will that be for you? <laughs> okay, before I start cracking up at how ridiculous this is, let me get the stipulations correct. So can you bet on the other team for a Nebraska home game or neither of those teams? I don't see – it's not – finalized yet the the added i should say the amendment here voted on 31 to 4 lawmakers must vote on the bill uh once more before it goes so we're really cart before the horse so what it was was some sausage making so one of the senators said look you can bet on iowa but you can't bet on the huskers so under the changed portion of the bill that's just that's just when they're playing in lincoln yeah i (laughs) That makes no sense to me, Schmidt. I mean, what's the difference between a home game and an away game if you're going to be betting on the team? I mean, it's not. it literally makes no difference to me. It's not like something is going to be altered and some player is going to be affected differently because someone put money on them at Memorial Stadium as a, 
as opposed to, I don't know, in Champagne against the Fighting Illini. This is just absolutely ridiculous, Schmitty. Yes, it's a step in the right direction. That's what you want to hear. So it's like beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. But it's literally going to make no difference. I just don't get what's the point of the tweak because if you're doing it at all, why not go all the way instead of doing little tweaks that are just going to frustrate people more so? They're still going to find a way to bet it. Thus, you're just eliminating yourself from getting more money and helping your own state out with the smaller chance of revenue because of the limited amount of games and teams you can bet on because of it. It just really makes no sense. It is utterly ridiculous to me. Well, I I don't disagree with you. Some lawmakers said they're not comfortable with allowing bets on college teams, arguing it could put undue pressure on Nebraska student-athletes. so Because they don't already have enough pressure on them regardless with all the expectations from the 90s and so forth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> hey, uh, at least uh, all those road games, you can still lay heat on them or against them. And uh, there'll be no extra booing in the stands because you couldn't bet for or against them right. <laughs> uh, in Memorial Stadium. So, hey, at least uh, we're going to have to have you out here for a uh, – for a Danny Burke reunion here at when, uh, when the casinos get rolling. A hundred percent. I can't wait for that. Schmitty. We're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to put a couple bets down on some colors and then on some of these college football teams, excluding the home games, baby. Right, right. <laughs> Danny Burke, pride of Chicago, Burke's best bets, Hale varsity radio, catch Danny's show rush hour, six to seven, uh, over a hundred affiliates, uh, the Visa sports network. So let's talk season totals and, uh, the NFL schedule out last night, Danny, some impressions, and specifically when it came down to most teams, uh, most bet teams to to win this year's Super Bowl, it's still uh, the Bucks in at twenty three percent, a a distant gap between Tampa and then Denver in at second. A lot of folks think uh, think the Donks are going to end up with Aaron Rodgers. We shall mm-hmm. see, but. As you've kind of gone through the the schedule, the totals, what what are you thinking here? What are you liking here for some futures? Yeah, so the schedule release is always awesome to look forward to, and especially one guy I, I always seek out to get his insight on is Warren Sharp. He does such a great job with analytics and covering the league, so be sure to check him out on Twitter because he really lays out the schedule nicely, going 1-5 to five easiest, 28-32 to 32 hardest, and all in between he makes a nice graphic based on the strength of schedule and the forecasted win totals. So, for example, the number one easiest schedule he has on there is the San Francisco 49ers. Now, at Bet Rivers, where I'm always looking at the win totals, 10.5 is where they're at. And the over is a slight dog, about plus 107. I think you can even get higher at about plus 110 in some places. Personally, I can see the 49ers squeaking out 11 wins. Uh, not too challenging, in my opinion. And you got to consider also 17 games now as opposed to 16. The one concern is Schmitty is, you know, who's going to be quarterback? How successful are they going to be? However, I have enough faith in that defense and the rest of the offense to kind of carry the squad. And the fact that you're getting plus money for it, I think, is a pretty good option to look that way. So you look with splitting each division opponent probably. You could maybe beat the Seahawks twice. I'm not too high on Seattle. I think the Cardinals are going to be better than people are giving them credit for. But the games you get at home here, the Packers at home, big question mark. The Colts, how is Carson Wentz going to be? The Vikings, I think, will be solid. But, again, that's a home game. You also get the Falcons at home. And those are the tougher opponents, too. But they all get them at home. 
now on the road, they're going on uh, against Tennessee on the Titans. So that's going to be kind of a toss-up game. That'll be tough. You get the Bengals on the road, Lions, Eagles, Bears, Jags, all winnable games. I like the 49ers over 10.5 for a little bit of plus money. Speaking of the Bengals, Schmitty, 6.5 is where we're seeing them. Now, I did a little bit of shopping for this one because the under 6.5 is juiced upwards to minus 140, but I found minus 115, and I played that right away because I think that's going to move. I am not sold on this Bengals team. Yes, they could surprise some people and be solid because we didn't see that much out of Joe Burrow, and they have a decent offense in terms of, you know, with the tailback situation, wide receiver. We'll see how that offensive line pans out, but the defense is still abysmal. The winnable games I see for them are just the Jags at home, on the road against Detroit, on the road against the Jets. Everything else is either a bad situation or a couple of toss-up games. And it's a tough division in the AFC North. The big question mark in that one is what are the Steelers going to be? But I could see the Bengals losing a lot of those division games. So I think six and a half is a tad bit too high and because I got a better price than what you're seeing at most other places, and I think it's going to move. I actually played under six and a half. And then really quick, Schmitty, just getting into the Bears. I don't like it, man. It's a tough schedule here. Seven and a half. The under is juiced, minus 130. The under would be the only play in my book. You have to go on the road against the Rams, the Browns, the Raiders, Bucks, Steelers, Seahawks. You get the 49ers, Ravens, and Cardinals at home, but those are all very tough opponents. The easy matchups, Bengals, Detroit, Detroit again, and then the Giants. Who knows what the Packers are going to be. Vikings, I think, are probably the top team in the NFC North because of the unknown with Rodgers. And then the Cardinals at home is also kind of a toss-up. But look, 7-10 and 10 is probably where I see the Bears. How good is Fields going to be, and how soon is he going to jump in? Too many question marks. I don't want to lay the price right now, but I certainly would not bet over for the Bears. Danny Burke with us, pride of Chicago. Burke's best bets. Danny, about 15 seconds. Have you been making a killing off the Royals? (laughs) Not as much with Kansas City. I mean, they started off hot, and they've gone into a little bit of a lull here, so it's all about riding those trends. But I'm waiting until they start picking it up once again because they have been a profitable team. Well, they've been profitable if you've been going the, well, I'm, I'm betting against them angle uh, the last uh, nine or ten yeah. games. They've been on a monster slide. They need a live chicken and some of Joe Boo's rum right now. Danny Burke with us at Hale Varsity Radio. Burke's best bets. Check him out. Rush Hour, iHeartMedia. Danny, thanks for the time today. You bet, Smitty. Take care. Miss us? Come here, brother. Give me a hug. Bring it in for the real thing. We're on call for you. Catch the podcast at HailVarsity.com, the ESPN Lincoln app, or download them on iTunes. Saddle up, partner. Back to Hail Varsity Radio. So if you were listening earlier, we have all the info for you on how to get a, a, a 2016 Mustang convertible and finish your your shopping Thursday with a swim spa from Deb the Spa Lady, Home Innovation Spas, 20th and Highway 2. Deb, what's going on? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm enjoying some sunny weather today, and our guys are so enjoying the dry days that we've had. I can tell we're coming up on some some rainy days, but, you know, we deliver rain or shine, it seems like. We're busy and you know, you have people that have waited a long time to get these spas, and we've got to get them in those backyards. So come in, see us, pick your perfect one out, and then uh, we'll work with you on getting it in the backyard. We're always there after the sale, and we can make it happen. We can make it happen quicker than anybody else out there. 
Deb, you guys deliver rain or shine, and it doesn't the, the rain doesn't bother you when you're sitting in a in a spa from Home Innovations, mm-hmm. right? No, it really doesn't. Just so there's no lightning. Right, right. Uh, we do not endorse lightning, but uh, we do not. Twentieth disclaimer on that. One. Right, stay away when there is lightning. Twentieth and Highway Two in Lincoln. Go see Deb, the Spa Lady, Home Innovation Spas, also also off Industrial Road in Omaha. You can log on spasonline.com. So I got a question for you with your Chiefs, man. What a schedule they have. Mm. Are you uh, leaning twelve wins? Are you going over 12 wins or are you going under 12 wins? Oh, man, oh, man. I've got to say over. I've got to. So I will. I you, will say over. Would you like me to read their schedule to you? Do not. Because I remember uh, months and months ago, we were, and I still have this written on a little scratch of paper. We were talking, and I predicted a score that was so ridiculous. And oh my gosh, if they didn't, they hit that exact exact amount they won by. So uh, you just mark my word today. Deb says twelve wins, lock it in, and then when gambling's legal, when gambling's legal, <laughs> we can all go to our uh, our our, uh, our oh, app right. while we're sitting in a hot tub and bet on Kansas City because they're oh, not well, Nebraska. How, how nice. <laughs> How nice will that be? And, and you know what? <laughs> Think about this. They need to come find a spa from you to, to sweat out and help help relax during some of those tense games, right, when you're wagering. That's, yeah, that's right. I need to... I need to get an in there with the Chiefs on hot tubs and oh. get the hot tubs delivered to every single one of them. We'll just send my homes your way, Deb. When can folks come? Comes, when can <laughs> folks come see you? And uh, where can they visit? And there's a, a, a spa for everybody, correct? That's right. They can come see us, 20th and Highway Two here in Lincoln. You could go to our website. That's spasonline.com. In Omaha, we're at 138th and Industrial, and we're open Monday through Friday, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 4. 20th and Highway 2 in Lincoln, if you're coming to town or off Industrial Road, Deb the Spa Lady, Home Innovation Spas. Deb, we'll talk next week. Go Chiefs. Thanks for the time. Okay. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. All right. Good stuff from Deb the Spa Lady. Let's take Caller 9 right now. Caller 9. Caller 9 right now qualifies for the ESPN Memorial Day kickoff. The grill from Capitol Patio. The gift card to Campbell's Nursery and Garden Center. The gift card to Leon's Gourmet Grocer. Meet for that grill. Caller 9 now, 466-3776.